This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Jim Madendorp. Jim is, is a brilliant leader in healthcare. He's had a magnificent career. Now he's doing a lot of work with systems on workforce and other issues. Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and then we'll talk about what you're most focused on and excited about currently. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Scott. Pleasure to be here with you. My background has been primarily in consulting for the better part of 25 years. I've worked for some of the big big consulting firms, Kaufman Hall, Huron, et cetera. Uh, I, I have had several stints in health systems themselves, one, uh, most recently as a chief strategy officer for a health system in Oklahoma. Uh, and my focus right now, really what I'm looking at is, as we think about the healthcare environment today and where we're likely to go in the next five to 10 years, there's an immense amount of change that needs to happen in the system for us to be, quite frankly, sustainable. So I'm spending a lot of time with a couple of clients right now looking at things around revenue diversification, workforce development, and not just the clinical workforce. It's also the support workforce uh, and the you know administrative workforce. Thank you. And when you look at the big trends out there, I know this drives a lot of this focus. Talk to us about what the big trends you're you're watching are in, in healthcare in, in the greater health system universe. Sure. Yeah. So you know, certainly you have the the pressures from the payers, uh, and as we look at what's going on with the health system's uh, margins and, and financial performance, it continues to be stressed. Uh, couple that with you know, you look at surveys of of nursing staff. You know, eight hundred thousand nurses plan to leave the the profession in the next five years. The number of physicians that we have is not going to meet the needs. I, I think at the CEO CFO forum, Dan Lillenquist from uh, Intermountain had an interesting comment. He said, "If I hired all the doctors that were uh, educated in the next five years, I'd still be short." And that, to me, is is an area where, uh, as we look at professional development, both for for nurses, for physicians, um, there's got to be some changes in in our system and how we're we're producing those individuals and how we're engaging with those individuals. But, but that's a really important point because you look at it, about 18,000 doctors are developed a year. We've got about a million doctors, a million 60,000 doctors, 330 million people. And those ratios, and you could feel it, are getting worse and worse. I mean, yeah. If you try and find a specialist, you have to know somebody. I mean, those ratios are just getting, getting to be awful. If you look yeah. at a place like Optum that already employs 100,000 physicians, they employ almost as many physicians as will be produced in the next five years. And Intermountain, like others, there's just not enough physicians to care for the population we have, let alone in five or 10 years. Yeah, yeah. You look at the aging of our country, you know, as a strategist, you start to go off with demographics. And it always was, you know, the, the population pyramid. A lot at the bottom, few at the top. Well, that pyramid is now becoming a column. 
And as you get higher up on that column, the use rate for, for uh, healthcare services, even if you're healthy and even if you're managing them, goes up. So we're looking at a lot more older people in the population, a lot fewer physicians and nurses in the, in the workforce. And how are we as a health system you know, gonna be able to address that need? Uh, and to me, that that's where I think there's a big opportunity. And any thoughts on how we address the need? And with technology fills some of those gaps, but at the end of the day, we really do need more doctors, more nurses, and we produce them so inefficiently in our country. We produce great doctors, great nurses, yeah. but at a pace that is so slow compared to some other countries. How do we solve some of that? Well, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's some avenue for technology improving the efficiency of our current workforce. Uh, and you have health systems and, and universities who are trying to work towards uh, in, improving the, the production rate, I guess I'd call it, uh, of physicians and nurses. Uh, but quite frankly, it, it's, it's going to take everything. It's going to take technology. It's going to take an increase in production. It's going to take improved work-life uh, uh, work balance for a lot of these people. You talk to uh, health, health system physicians today. And you hear about them, you know, having worked RVU targets to make their their revenue, uh, but then they they go home and they spend four or five hours working on on documentation. Uh, the number of physicians that I've talked to, primary care physicians even, who are saying I'm I'm getting out of the business or I'm becoming a concierge medicine person. Uh, my own primary care physicians just told me, he said, beginning of the year, I'm going concierge. I'm going to go from 4,000 patients on my panel to 400 because I feel like I can't take care of 4,000. And it, it it's a tough question to answer. And I don't think there's any easy answers at this point. I mean, and, and they say, you know, again, the numbers are we produce about 18,000 doctors a year or something like that. They say to really move towards a more value-based preventive care system, we need 200,000 primary care physicians. Yeah. And again, some of that could be dealt with through PAs and other, you know, practitioners, allied health practitioners, but the numbers are just daunting, really. I, let's go to a different, more positive subject. What are you most excited about and focused on for next year? Uh, for the next year, what, what I'm working on right now, I'm working with a couple of clients around how do, how do these health system and academic centers get more involved with communities to help towards that true population health approach? Uh, how do they engage with school systems to get staff, um, you know, in the pipeline, get kids interested in their 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 uh, career opportunities within healthcare, uh, and spending a lot of time with with these organizations who have been very successful and and quite frankly do very well today, to think about how do they transition going forward because. You talk to even like the, you talk to the Intermountains, the Oshners, the the others. You know they recognize that the way that they're doing it today is not something that they're going to be able to sustain going forward. And to me, there's a lot of opportunity, and I, I'm really enjoying engaging with communities, community leaders, and helping them kind of uh, work with this these health systems and organizations to improve the lives of people, not just you know, access to healthcare, but overall the, the general well-being of their populations. And, and take a moment, Jim, you're one of the brightest, most centered, well-rounded consultants that I've ever had a chance to deal with or visit with. 
How do people contact you if their system wants to work with you and talk to you? How do people get in touch with Jim Edendorf? Yeah, um, it's it's not easy right now. I, I I'm sort I'm working with a couple of other cult consultants that I've worked with in the past, but we're we're independent. Uh, people can reach me, find me on LinkedIn. Can reach me through LinkedIn. Uh, I'm I'm happy to share my email address with them at that point. To me, uh, I'm being kind of like some of these concierge physicians, I'm being somewhat selective. I want to work with organizations that are actually going to implement and do these things instead of talk about it. As a consultant, that was always the most frustrating part of my job was performing a bunch of work, giving direction, and then not having an organization follow through. So I'm taking a different bent. Not only am I coming in and giving them solutions, but I'm going to stay on with them through implementation, activation, and then post post-activation assessment and make sure it's actually functioning. So um, they can reach me on LinkedIn and uh, I'd be happy to connect uh, them up with myself and my colleagues. Uh, Jim, I want to thank you for taking the time to visit with us today and talk a little bit about what you're doing. Always a pleasure to visit with you. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.